circle centers for Cousins, a shot, and he scores. Dylan Cousins makes it 3-0 Lethbridge. Byram going to take it coast to coast on a backhand, scores! Up to the blue line, Vandalese, the effort, tip, scores! Carson Folk is Mr. Teddy Bear! A deflection. Oh, he scores! It's over! It's over! Game 7, overtime, hero! Welcome to the WHL Podcast. I am Zach Hodder, the Manager of Player Development for the Western Hockey League, and your host for this week's episode. We have got a pretty good podcast for you today. Former Kamloops Blazers captain and now co-author of a children's book, Jermaine Lowen joins us, as well as Tri-City Americans prospect Rhett Melnick and Prince Albert Raiders first-round pick Niall Crocker. All that and more after the news and notes. We will start at the World Junior Championship where Everett Silvertips goaltender Dustin Wolf has won a gold medal with Team USA. The US beat Canada 2-0 to claim their fifth gold medal at the World Juniors. Wolf appeared in two games for the States giving up no goals and posting a perfect 1,000 save percentage. Dylan Cousin of the Lethbridge Hurricanes and Bowen Byram of the Vancouver Giants were named top players for Canada at the World Junior Championship and both were named to the tournament all-star team. Speaking on the World Juniors, Team Canada and Kamloops Blazers forward Connor Zeri has signed his entry-level contract with the Calgary Flames. Zeri was selected 24th overall at the 2020 NHL Draft after recording 86 points in 57 games with the Blazers during the 1920 campaign. Joining Zeri, Tristan Robbins with Saskatoon Blades has signed his entry-level contract with the San Jose Sharks after being selected 56th overall of the 2020 NHL Draft. Robbins posted 73 points with the Blades last season, and a fun fact, his father Trevor not only also played for the Blades, but signed with San Jose as a free agent in 1993. Staying in the division, Ridley Grieg has signed his entry-level contract with the Ottawa Senators. Greek, whose father Mark played 125 games in the NHL, was drafted 28th overall by the Sens at the 2020 NHL Draft. The Wheat Kings forward recorded 60 points in 56 games last season. And rounding out the group of entry-level contract first-time signers is Portland Winterhawks forward Seth Jarvis, who signed his entry-level contract with the Carolina Hurricanes. The 13th overall selection was second in WHL scoring with 98 points in 58 games. Jarvis also won the WHL's Brad Horning Award for most sportsmanlike player during the 1920 campaign. That's it for the news and notes this week. For everything WHL, follow us on Twitter at the WHL. Our first guest this week was the 2018-19 Alberta U15 AAA League's top forward. He went 33rd overall to the Tri-City Americans in the 2019 WHL Draft. It's Rhett Melnick. I'm joined today by the 33rd overall selection by the Tri-City Americans of the 2019 WHL Draft. Fort Saskatchewan native Rhett Melnick. Rhett, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Well, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's a, a shutdown for hockey in Alberta right now, but you started the season with the Fort Saskatchewan U18 AAA Rangers. How's that start of the season been for yourself? And, uh, you know, what are you guys doing right now to keep engaged? Uh, it was good. It's been good. Uh, we got shut down a few times because of COVID cases, but it was good to get back on the ice with uh, Jordan Gustafson and Jaden Jolly. I've been playing with them for a few years and we, uh, we really clicked together, so that's been good. And uh, we've been we've been doing a lot of Zoom calls and stuff like that to stay together as a team. 
Well, speaking of Gustafson, I talked to him earlier this week. He's a Seattle Thunderbirds draft pick. You guys will be playing against each other quite a bit starting uh, later, uh, or sorry, I should say early next year, 2021. But what has it been like to play with, with Jordan and Jaden Jolie your, pretty much your whole lives growing up, working with each other, competing against each other? And what do you think it's done for your guys' development as a team? Uh, it's, I think it's been good because every single day we step on the ice and we're always pushing each other to be better. And I think that overall helps out the team. And then I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty different playing against uh, Jordan here. Well, let's, uh, let's roll back time to last season, uh, early September, late August. You got your first opportunity to go to a Tri-City Americans training camp. What was, uh, what was your takeaways and how was the experience heading down to Kennewick and finally getting to see what the Americans are all about? Yeah. Training camp was, it was awesome. They took me in as one of their own and it was definitely a lot faster paced than playing midget here, but I'm super excited to get down there whenever everything opens back up. So, so hopefully that soon. Well, it's a fast pace. And then you ended up playing three regular season games with the Americans as well. Can you remember what that first game was like? What were the nerves before the game when you were sitting in the dressing room before the coach says, all right, boys, we're heading out there. Uh, and did you have a memorable moment from that game? I was, yeah, I, I was so nervous for that game. Like I barely even remember warm up. I, I remember I got out there and did the rookie lap and then then I just could have kind of stood there for a second and took it all in. And then I kind of thought to myself, I, I never ask anybody what we what kind of drills we do for the warm-up. So I, I don't think I made one pass on the tape the whole warm-up, but it was it was a good game. As long as you made a pass on the tape in the game, that's all that matters. But yeah. you know, for, for fans that haven't seen you play, uh, can you describe the type of player that you are? I would say I'm a two-way hard-working uh, centerman slash winger, and uh, I can put the puck in the back of the net when it, and, like when it comes down to it. And I'm more of a pass-first kind of guy, though. When you get to training camp this year uh, with the Americans, what do you think you need to do to make an impression on the coaches and then ultimately make that lineup? I think I just need to keep working on uh, building my strength. It's one of the big things I noticed when I played uh, the few games with the Americans that it was like the strength of and size of everybody is just that much better and bigger than playing midget here. Well, it comes with time. Obviously you're 16 years old. It'll be your first year. You'll figure things out. And uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting season. That's for sure. And there's, there's going to be a lot of unique experiences. I'm sure that you, you and your teammates will go through this season, but let's move away from the rink. Let's get to know Rhett a little bit more. And I'll start with a, with a pretty simple question kind of ties back into the beginning of this conversation, but what did you ask for Christmas this year? I asked for a new putter for golf. Oh, <laughs> You and Jordan, he said he asked for new clubs too. You guys are going to be hitting the links this summer. Oh, yeah. Always, every summer. Uh, is there a TV series or movie you're currently watching? No, I just, I don't know. I just kind of scroll through Netflix every night and see what's on. And if there's a good movie that looks interesting, I'll give it a watch. If you could go for dinner with somebody living or alive, who would that person be? And why would you go for dinner with them? Uh, probably Adam Sandler just because he's a funny guy and I think it'd be, I think it'd be pretty cool. Well, Red, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Uh, I wish you all the best here that, you know, you stay safe and healthy over the holiday seasons. You get that new putter so you can start sinking some of those short, absolutely must make them putts. And then uh, you and your family have a great holiday season. Thank you. You as well.
Big thank you there to Rhett Melnick for taking time out of his day. Of course, his two teammates I talked about, Jaden Jolie and Jordan Gustafson. Gustafson, a first-round pick to the Seattle Thunderbirds, and Jolie, a fourth-round pick to the Kelowna Rockets, have been together pretty much their entire minor hockey careers. And in 2018-19, they are part of the Fort Saskatchewan U15 AAA team's win of the Alberta Elite League's U15 AAA League. Up next is a captain. He's one of the only players from Jamaica who's ever played in the Western Hockey League. He's currently on the Henderson Silver Knights, the Vegas Golden Knights farm team. It's former Kamloops Blazers captain, Jermaine Lone. Trying to defend, turned over, Lowen. Trying to skate in there, Lowen's back in the puck and the crowd rises up as Lowen takes it wide. Lowen in a goal backhand! Today I am joined by a former Camelot Blazers captain who is currently spending his, well, getting ready for the season, season in Kamloops training for the start of uh, his second year of professional hockey. That is Jermaine Lowen. Jermaine, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm just enjoying my uh, time in Kamloops and uh, just getting ready for next year, next, well, next cup season. Sorry about cutting you off there, but uh, you know, what, what did you get up to over the holidays and how was the break for yourself? Oh, it was good. I was uh, out in uh, Kelowna and slash Kamloops for the holidays. I, I couldn't really make it back home uh, with just everything going on. Um, it was cold red. It was just, I don't know, I just, I stayed out here and started skate, doing some skating and training still because um, the rinks and everything was open out here. Well, speaking of that training and, you know, you're obviously preparing for an NHL, I mean, a professional hockey season. But for yourself, you know, you know, what do you know right now and what are your expectations in these next couple of months? Uh, I know that I'm starting on uh, the February 5th uh, with Henderson. So I just uh, I'm re- getting kind of myself ready for that. And then uh, on the probably 14th to the 15th, I'm going to leave Kamloops and then go down and uh, do some quarantining and uh, and then get myself ready for a big start to next season. So it's an important season for me and, and my development. So. I'm uh, I'm really excited about that. It's a new organization. You've got a new group of uh, different group of guys there, and it's in in Henderson. So the Vegas team will be able to uh, see me more. So I'm really excited about uh, everything going on there, and they they run a really good organization. So I'm just really glad I'm I'm a part of that, and hopefully I can uh, contribute in a very good way on and off the ice. Well, let's talk about your professional career. You started last season, your first year. You spent time in both the American Hockey League and the East Coast Hockey League. What was what was the year like for you? And what do you think were the big lessons that you're going to take into this year to help you once you do get to Henderson? Uh, I think for me, the biggest thing, uh, lesson that I learned last year was every day is uh, another day to get opportunity to get better. And I've always been pretty good at that throughout my hockey career and just taking uh the details of the game there's uh every every day there's little details um preparation and, and just you know honing your skills like what's the one skill that i can uh be really good at and just uh honing that that craft and then continue to develop and grow and um learning to deal with you know getting sent down and and uh learning to deal with that kind of adversity and um just learning what it takes and what what's my role and what can I contribute to my to my teammates and my line mates and uh, and that's that's pretty much what I learned from last year. When you look at the Henderson team and and your role with the organization, what have they told you about the type of player that they want you to be to be successful in the Vegas uh, system? 
Oh, I, I know that, um, what kind of things I can bring to the table. And I, I, I really think that they, they would love me to be, you know, a good, a good solid, uh, grinding down low kind of player, you know, help, help the guys that are, you know, be a, be a benefit to the guys, the skill guys, you know, go and get the pucks out of the corners, um, um, make plays to the guys and, uh, and also be that, uh, there's that presence, that toughness presence of me. And so, not using it all the time and not fighting all the time, but having it there and being able to uh, protect my teammates. Uh, that's something that is not just about fighting, but just having that intimidation and, and being able to stand up for my teammates. Uh, I mean, everybody stands up for themselves in pro, but um, when you know your role like that, um, having a little bit of skill as well with that does help, uh, help the organization and helps uh, me grow as a player as well. Having uh, being able to have some skill and not just become a, well, I mean, just from that last answer, it's unsurprising that you were a captain in the Western Hockey League, very much focused on what you can do, not just for yourself, but also your teammates. And you joined a different type of team this past offseason as well, because you co-authored a book called Ari's Awful Day. Can you just explain to me, did you ever think you'd write a book, co-author a book? And how did this opportunity come about? Oh, uh, uh, my agent, he just uh, sat me down and with... Uh with uh tom van dyke they had a meeting and they were like hey jermaine uh, um i would it'd be awesome if we would come come up with a book and uh would you like to join us and i said yeah building the book and i'm gonna be of the book and first the theme the theme kind of got switched as we uh um the theme of the book is obviously there's also this aspect of it where it's about uh, from all, all kinds of different backgrounds and that's uh that's definitely something uh, I was like, yeah, I'll jump on board with that. And I've, I always had a, a heart for kids and uh, try to give back, uh, show them, show them uh, love and compassion in the best way I can. And just through my life experiences and uh, there's some, uh, some knowledge and things that I went through that I can definitely give back. Well, when I look at the book and, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to read it quite yet. We're, uh, we're actually getting sent one from, from Alpha Hockey, which we're looking forward to, but a big theme is, is understanding race from, you know, a kindergartner or a first grade or a second grade's perspective. And for yourself, when you were going through the process of, of preparing for this book and kind of understanding and, and plotting out the path of the way that you wanted the story to go, did you look back maybe with a different lens of, of understanding what it was like for you when you were that young, or had you thought about that in a, in a long time? No, I mean, I, I definitely had thought about all these, uh, you know, sat back and thought about all the different perspectives and, and how could I uh, help uh, portray that into a book? Um, when I moved from Jamaica to uh, Canada, I, I definitely could feel, you know, people didn't, um, outright say that um you know they felt uncomfortable but i did, did feel out of my element and out of my skin uh, you got to think a kid like me was uh very used to being you know full of black, black people around him and i was in that you know an orphanage and then i moved i got out of that environment and then i went to a place where um it was very uh, fostering my family was great to me and the people around there but then it was just like it was it's hard sometimes to to know how to like fit into that into that environment because of uh all the things i had gone gone through and then uh trying to just um, fit myself in there and feel accepted and it took it's honestly taken me a long time and it's taken my whole life to uh to learn how to like 
grow through that and deal with that sometimes, but I'm, uh, I'm learning to, to become a overcomer of things and try not to become a victim of uh, circumstances and things that are thrown my way. Just try to overcome those things. Well, you've overcome a lot. You, you entered the Western Hockey League at a 16-year-old. You played five seasons last year. You spent half the season in the American League plus the ECHL. Now with the COVID-19 pandemic, it just seems to be adversity, adversity, adversity. But you're able to put out this book. Is this the first of many in a series or is this a one-off for yourself? Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see how uh, it picks up. But um, we got one book and uh, we'll see how well that, uh, that goes for uh, – for me and uh, Tom and Ray, and, but it seems to be picking up uh, a little bit of steam here and people are uh, taking notice of the, of the book. And it's important that, uh, that uh, the kids and the people that uh, need to read the book, uh, it gets into their hands. And um, this isn't about us and about making money or anything like that, but yeah, I know it's, it's pretty crazy. I'm, I feel so honored to be, uh, be doing what I'm doing and, and to be in that spot. You know, this is a question more for me than, than for anybody else, but you're a professional hockey player and, and your focus is very singular. You just want to get better at hockey. Has this experience kind of opened up your eyes to the possibilities of all the different things you can do while still being an NHL or a professional hockey player? Yeah, um, it makes, uh, it's definitely opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And sometimes you, you sit down and you're like, there's got to be more that I'm, you know, I'm more than just a hockey player. And that's something uh, uh, my family taught me when I was, um, you're more than a hockey player and you're, and that's really been a key for me. It's like, I do hockey and that's my main focus, but I am now, uh, you know, being two dimensional person and having more elements to your, to your game. I really think that when you go out onto the ice, it also helps you be able to be like, you know, I, I also can, uh, you know, create books and I can do this and, uh, and so now having that is pretty cool for me to be like, you know what, I, I helped uh, make uh, create a book for kids. And in turn, that can I can use that as my platform to help uh, help kids and, uh, you know, teach them a few lessons through the book. And then they can go online and go through the site and learn learn some more through that from their parents and teachers. Well, Jermaine, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I hope you had a great holidays and that you have a great new year. As you get going February, you're going to be back on the ice. We're looking forward to watching you. Yeah, thanks for the interview. Thanks to Jermaine for that interview. Again, that book's called Aries Awful Day, co-authored by Jermaine Lowen and Tom Van Dyke. You can get that book on Amazon or check with your local bookstore to see if they're carrying it or ask them to bring it in. Our last conversation today is with Niall Crocker. He was the last pick of the first round in the 2019 WHL Draft. He hails from North Alta, BC. I hail from North Alta, BC. I was excited about this conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Today, I'm joined by the first round pick from the 2019 WHL draft of the Prince Albert Raiders. That's Niall Crocker from North Alta, British Columbia, my hometown as well. Niall, how are you doing? I'm doing well, how are you? I cannot complain. Went for my first run tonight. It was a, uh, a brisk minus eight, but I made it happen. But enough about me. What about yourself? What are you up to right now? How are you staying in shape? Are you on a team? Are you playing? What are you doing to get ready for the start of the WHL season? Yeah, um, it's definitely been different than what I expected. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be playing at Delta. So we got ice and we got a, got a great gym to train in. So I'm fortunate enough there. Yeah, just, just staying fit and 
on the ice with Delta. Down there at uh, the old GPF, one of the, it's a, it's a rink. That's pretty much is the best way you can describe it. The ice there is uh, known for its excellence, I'm sure, as you know. But yeah. uh, let's turn the page back on last season. You got the first opportunity to go to a WHL training camp with the Prince Albert Raiders. What was that experience like? And, you know, what was that training camp exhibition game experience? How did that go down for yourself? Yeah, it was definitely extremely exciting. Um, just the town was very welcoming as soon as I got in there. Like, um, I know one story I was going to the grocery store. And people already know who I, who I was. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, the exhibition game was, was pretty crazy. The speed and the tempo was much different. But, um, yeah, everything, everything about the uh, town is great. And the exhibition game was pretty cool, too. Speaking of that speed and the tempo that the game's played at, uh, what did you do this summer and what are the areas of the games that you focused on to get prepared for that speed and that tempo that you're going to have to play with come um, 2021? Yeah, I think um, everyone definitely has to work on speed. So that's a, that's a thing I focused on in the summer and improving my stride and stuff like that. But um, another big thing I think is just training with older guys. So when you're training with um, – older players pushes yourself and just like put, makes yourself more ready to get, get into the WHL when you're playing guys who are 20 and 19. So I tried to stick with older groups and try to just develop skills in there. You know, when, when you're looking at the type of player that you are for somebody who hasn't seen you play, can you just describe the type of player that you are or maybe a, an NHL comparable that you like to think you play like? Yeah, I like to, I like to mimic myself as Blake Wheeler. I watch his tape a lot, like a two-way forward in the defensive zone. And obviously he's always trying to get to first, first in pox in the four check. And he's just a guy who's around the net banging in rebounds. So I like to try to be a Blake Wheeler. Well, I'm sure PA would definitely love you to be a Blake Wheeler. He's a heck of a player. But for yourself coming into training camp this season, you have a chance to make this Prince Albert team. It's a very good young, good mix, honestly, in Prince Albert there. They won the championship two years ago. What do you need to do, and what do you think you're going to bring to the Raiders this season? Yeah, I hope to bring a big body and just bring lots of physical play into the into the defensive zone and more in the offensive zone. I like to be around that net and you know try to try to get a lot try to score around there. So hopefully, just just a playmaker and a big body for Prince Albert. Well, let's move away from the rink now. There's more to life than just hockey. Let's get to know uh, Mr. Crocker a little bit better. Soon enough, we'll be able to get back into, into live concert events, into comedy shows, into hockey games. Is there a band, a musician, or an artist that you really want to go see live once we're able to? Um, yeah, I like Juice World, so um, <laughs> I know that he's passed away, but if there was a concert, I'd really want to go see him. So, The Olympics are supposed to be happening. They were unfortunately delayed. If you could go to the Olympics for a sport other than hockey, what sport do you think you'd excel at? Skiing. I really like downhill skiing. So if I wasn't doing hockey, I'd probably try to try to go far in that. That'd be funny seeing your uh, your big body ripping down the <laughs> down the mountain there. Yeah. And then when you look at uh, the the sports world right now, who's an athlete outside of the NHL that you admire? I have to say probably Usain Bolt. Just I don't know. I find it crazy that he's got like ten seconds every four years to make greatness, and he does so. I'd have to say Usain Bolt. Uh, that's a great answer. That's, that's probably one of the best answers I've heard so far. Uh, Niall, thank you so much for taking time out of your night today. I really appreciate it. All the best to you and your family as you go through this holiday season. Hope you stay safe and healthy. 
Yeah, you too. Thank you. That's it for the WHL podcast this week. A big thank you to Rhett Melnick and the Tri-City Americans, Jermaine Lowe and the Camloops Blazers and the Henderson Golden Knights, and of course, Mal Crocker of North Delta, BC, the most beautiful city in all the lower mainland. South Delta's got nothing on it. Uh, my name is Zach Hotter. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Hotter. You can follow Western Hockey League on Twitter at the WHL. And as always, you can follow everything WHL on the website, www.whl.ca. We're one week into the new year. I hope you've kept with your resolutions if you made any. If you didn't, well, I wish I was as perfect as you are. But have a great week, and we will drop another episode again next Wednesday.